so exciting. <laughs> the taping of our very, very first podcast. I'm ready. Yes, ready. So, welcome to Equiosity, the podcast about all things equine, with a special emphasis on the horse-human bond. My name is Alexandra Curlin. I'm the author of Clicker Training for Your Horse and lots of other books and DVDs on clicker training. And I'm joined by Dominique Day, one of the co-founders of Cavalli. Dominique and I both love training. And when the two of us are together, it's a non-stop conversation. And that's what we want to share in these podcasts. We want to share both our love of horses and the relationships that we have with our horses and our passion for training. So, Dominique, we're, at, we're actually visiting face-to-face and not just uh, having a, a computer conversation. Yeah, it's so, great to have you here. Yes, yes. And we haven't seen each other in a little while. That's right. What that's have right. you been up to? Well, lots of, lots of traveling, but in amongst all of the traveling, I've had two really interesting guests at my barn. Hmm. And I think you're going to be surprised when you hear who or what they are. What were they? I've had a pair of goats visiting. Goats? Goats. Yes, goats. So this this past winter, it's, um, it's sort of, I could give you the, the short story and just jump right in on and talk about the training that that I was doing and the things that I was just, I was just so tickled by how much goats can teach us about horse training and dog training. But I'll, 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 I'll give you the long version because the long version is kind of fun. So the long version is I do a lot of knitting. And I do a lot of knitting because I do a lot of video editing. So while I was watching over and over again, I would sit and knit because otherwise I would have been driven crazy with the editing process. And this past winter, I was doing a lot of video editing for some of the conference presentations. And I had this beautiful mohair wool blend, just so soft. You feel like, you know, when you see the cats that are purring and they Mm. just want to, and their paws are just kneading this lovely soft. Well, that's what it feels like. You just want to knead this wonderful, wonderful wool. And so I was knitting this winter, this mohair. And mohair comes from Angora goats. And I was kind of thinking, you know, I'm kind of itching to have a new training project. I need something that just sort of stimulate the creativity a little bit in that it's a new animal in some way. And what could be more fun than focusing on a species that I haven't worked with before? Mm. So I know a little bit about goats. I've had some exposure to goats. But I've never really spent a lot of time with them. And, and I wasn't really sure that I wanted a goat because horses are really beautiful. And I hope I don't offend goat people. But <laughs> goats are not perhaps the most elegant, aesthetically pleasing animal. They're not bred for uh, to be magazine cover. Well, there's, I think, no animal has the mystique of the horse. Horse, yes, yes. And that would be another whole conversation of what is it about horses that just... There is something. But these goats, they were they were not just your common goats. They goat. were not just your common goats. So I, of, of course... Of course you wouldn't get just a common goat. <laughs> That's right. So, so I thought, 
I was looking for angoras. And over the winter, uh, I was listening, as I do when I'm doing barn chores, I was listening to our local public radio station, and they were doing a promo on a fiber tour uh, where the local sheep raisers, goat raisers, open their farms and you can go and visit and visit their animals and see what their their wool is like. And one of the people who was part of this interview raised cashmere goats. And I hadn't mm. thought about cashmere goats. Never had occurred to me. So I, of course, Googled them and I thought, oh, they look really fun. So we went on this fiber tour with a friend and the last farm of the day was it's a it's actually a convent so it's uh the goats belong to a convent wow that um, must be a beautiful scene oh it's and it's a so these long-haired cashmere goats, goats in yes. a, uh, on the property of a convent and it's and it's in a beautiful setting with the the this, the rolling hills mm. and incredible views and and of course you know that these are animals that are cared for they're, they're not just livestock out in a field. These are animals that they're there with a special purpose. Part of their purpose, in addition to producing this beautiful fiber, is they're part of a 4-H program to help children connect more with animals. Okay. So, so there's a bit of training in them. Well, there's a, there's a bit of exposure to people in them. Okay. But the, this first cashmere goat that I saw was just stunning. She's, she's not like anything that I'd ever seen in a goat. She has this long, beautiful, down-to-the-ground hair. So we have, we have to put a photo of oh. the goats in the show notes. Yes, yes, we do. Because you, you just, if you've never seen a cashmere goat, you just have no, no idea of what I'm talking about. Right. And she's so elegant and regal. And I thought, oh, okay, I've come to the right place. I spent over an hour just sort of wandering around looking at all the goats and the children were there who were part of the 4-H program and they were sitting with this year's kids they all had um, a baby goat a kid on their lap and so that's how these these goats grow up is there they they, the kids pick them up and handle them and they get a lot of handling and what was interesting is the mothers weren't at all concerned that these children had snatched this fairly young baby goat away it was holding they were holding them on their laps but they also because they're children and they want to have fun and play with the goats so they use treats with them but Mm. not in a way that we use treats so Mm. they uh they let the goats jump up and take pretzels from their mouths Mm. so they're called like pretzels goat these goats like pretzels and peanuts (laughs) okay yes and they have the nickname of piranha goats because uh, because unlike with the clicker training where you know the treat the treats we use are reinforcers and we spend an enormous amount of time building a structure of understanding around those treats these treats were f- just entertainment right entertainment for the children entertainment for the goats but there wasn't the structure there weren't the boundaries yeah that's the contrast that you're so working you, with. So you just went to the owner and said, I want to train well, your goats? Well, <laughs> not really. So the following day, because you know, I've been thinking about this, but you know, it, taking on an animal is a huge responsibility because yep. it's not just, well, let me, let me, let me see, let me, let me get a dog, and if I don't like it, I can take it to the shelter. Mm. Um, any animal that, that I take on is 
A life responsibility. Is a life responsibility. And a commitment. It's a huge commitment. And, and I travel, so is this something that the people who help me when I'm away are going to want to also take on goats and and we don't we don't have fencing for goats so there are a lot of considerations and you have to learn the species in order to ensure the welfare you have to know what this animal needs in order to be absolutely. to be happy absolutely absolutely so which that's is that, also an investment right which is this of voyage time. of discovery yeah. and and so it's not something that you embark on lightly but the following day I emailed uh, the sister who is in charge of these goats, and I introduced myself, and I said, "Who?" I, and I, I said to her, "I'm sure that you care a lot about where your goats go to, and let me introduce myself to you." And I got an email back from her instantly saying, "I'm so excited that you do clicker training because my next door neighbor is an agility trainer, and she uses clicker training, and she's we've taken the 4-H children over to see how she works, and we were asking about, could you clicker train goats, and here you pop up, and would you like to do a program for my children on clicker training? I said yes, because I thought, what a great way to learn a little bit more about the goats. And, and she was going to come to the barn with some of the children just for a visit. She was going to meet Panda, uh, Anne's guide horse, and yeah, just for people who don't know who Panda is, because yes. Panda's a little star. And yes. certainly when I first went on your website seven years ago and saw what you did with this horse, I was amazed because this horse is a mini horse that has now uh, has been a um, guide horse for Anne. For 14 years. And so you, years. you have taken this horse from scratch and have showed him to go up the stairs to the bank in the car in the house has become a guide a guide she's, horse. She's a superb guide for the blind. Yeah, just so superb. She's she's panda is is just an yeah. amazing project in its own. Uh, something that people should check out definitely yes. on your website. And Anne is a close personal friend, and also we are partners in the barn. So she has her big horse with mine in the in our barn, and panda lives in the. Panda and Anne live in the community together, so so I see them on a very regular basis. So we were going to go visit Anne and Panda and and have this this lovely treat, uh, letting the children see how clicker training works with horses. And so she emailed me and said, "Well, before we come to the barn, would you like to have a couple of the goats just to play with? To play with, get used to? Yes, it. yes, yes. yes. Introduce and yourself. My first reaction was to say no because I don't have the fencing for them. What kind of fencing do they need? Well, they... Like they, lower fencing? Well, or? lower, but also goats are... They, they, they're they very good at climbing, jumping. Oh. Oh. And the the fencing <laughs> that I have for the horses wouldn't... They would just walk through that. And okay. it has to be both fairly high so they don't jump over it. And it and and it can't be the you know the wider gaps that right right right. So if your dogs could get as they do, we went we were just out for a walk and your dogs went underneath the wires. Yeah. Well, these goats would go underneath the okay. wires too. Okay. So, but then I I I've got the fencing that I use to protect my shrubs in the winter. So I have okay. So I could create a a safe space for them. So you she sent you two goats. So she brought me two goats. Okay. And it was really interesting because of course I. As I say, I know what I know what most of us know about goats. I know what they look like. I, I don't know, know anything about goats except goat cheese. 
But well, I mean, they're a herd animal. Yes. Yeah, so there's, yes. there's a similarity there with horses. And, but and I I've know. we had there were goats uh, at the farm where I boarded my uh, horses for many years, so I had some familiarity with them that way, and and watched them. And I've had clients who've had goats, and I've done a tiny smidgen of clicker training goats. And so if you think about an animal that like our horses that. It's very food motivated, can eat a lot, is very quick and smart and agile. So you have an, an animal that is very energetic and very greedy. Perfect candidates for clicker training. Right. Easy to, to work with in that they're food motivated and they, they offer lots of behavior. And goats? That's goats. Oh, goats too. Okay. That's goats. Yeah. Because there's, I, I find that clicker training works with all animals. Yes. All species, humans included. But there's a difference in the speed. You know, chickens are super, super quick. Yes. I find that the horses give you more time. It's it's not as quick as a chicken. The dogs, and, and different animals will have different speeds. Right. I mean, right. you know, if, when I look at my Shetland, she's much quicker than my other dog. And you mean Shetland dog, not Shetland pony. <laughs> yeah, Shetland dog. Um, she's a mix, actually, of Border Collie and Shetland. But um, yeah, so the speed of the goat in comparison with the speed of the horse, is it similar or? I think it's quicker. It's quicker. Yes. Okay. So yes. maybe quick, more like a dog? Um, well, of course, I don't really work with dogs that no. much. And I would have said horses were fast. They were fast. I would say horses are faster learners than a lot of the dogs that I've met. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's well, another subject. A, right. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. That's right. Let's fight that one <laughs> so out. So let's get back to the goats. So the goats were very really intriguing. interesting. So, so she, you had them for how long? She brought me, I had them for two weeks. Two weeks. So they Originally, they were going to come for just 10 days. And so these are how old? Now? So she brought me two yearling uh, weathers, which means castrated males. Okay. And, okay. and did and they, they have were, names? They did have names. What were they called? Um, so they were Sir Elian and Sir Peleus, which I struggled with initially. So I hmm. called them E and P. Okay. Um, that was much easier for me. Okay. And they're full brothers, but they look completely different. So when they arrived, they, and I wasn't sure... You know, okay, she's bringing me two goats. Is she coming in a horse trailer? Is right. she coming? How are these goats being transported? Is it? Are we going to? Is it going to be easy to maneuver through the barnyard? What? What's the arrangement going to be? So she arrived in a pickup truck, one of those covered cab pickup trucks. That, okay. And and the back of it was filled with hay, and these two goats are right up against the far end of the pickup truck against the back of the driver's seat and they're lying down okay. and she opened the back and they jump out no they oh. are staying in the back of as far from the humans oh, as they can get they're a bit so afraid. they're afraid so this training started right there well the, no the observation started right there okay so i don't know about goat handling i don't know these individuals i don't know the general how do you manage and get goats in and out of trailers I'm just going to observe for now. I'm not going to make comments. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to make suggestions. Data collection time. Data collection time. She's the expert right now in in how to handle these two individuals. So I'm going to let her do what she would normally do and not say anything. And the way that these goats have been handled is with kindness, but also as you handle livestock, basically. Mm -hmm. So it is conventional, traditional livestock handling, but with kindness. What that means is that if you need to get a goat, 
from the front of the truck to the back of the truck where you can to the tailgate you'll make them you you go in and you get the goat right. and there there were two different sizes so even though they're full brothers one was very tiny he probably weighed only 30 pounds um and he had the long hair it's like oh yes and the other had shorter hair he didn't so there are two different types in the cashmeres so he had shorter guard hairs and he was much bigger so she went in she crawled in over the hay and all the rest of it and pulled the little one out and then put him on her lap and as soon as he was in her lap he kind of got quiet and she sat there and she's petting him and 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 then she could lift him down and she handed me his lead and the other one she sort of pulled out and it struck me, it was so interesting, the difference in the training approaches, because I remember when I first heard Steve Martin, who was the developer of the free flight bird shows, and I heard him give a presentation at the Art and Science of Animal Training conference years ago, and he talked about giving choice to animals, mm-hmm. and that with the birds, they would open the cage door And if the birds came to them, they would take them out and they would perform on the show. But if a bird didn't come to them, they didn't go in and get the bird. And I was so struck by the power of that. Mm. And we're used to with horses, oh, I want to ride this horse. You go into the paddock and you get them. Whereas our clicker trained horses, we don't go in to get them. They're right there getting us. Yeah. and, and so right away I was looking at, here's the contrast. It's not that she's doing anything wrong. But the animal doesn't have a say. Exactly. And there's, there's so much in the training that begins with that, with that relationship building. So It's a whole mindset. Yes. Is the animal there to perform everything we want it to do exactly at the moment we want it to be done? Or can the animal have a say? Right. And hopefully in our training that it lines up, that on the day that I want to go riding, the horse says, me too. But that there is a way for the horse to say, well, actually, you do know that the deer flies are out and I don't want to go riding today. So she she got the other goat out on the fender and and it's sort of like, okay, now what? And now what? Is he just jumped down on his own? Because that's goats. And then we sort of pointed them in the direction of the barn. And, and it Do was like... Do they pull? Do they pull? Oh, oh they pull on the leaves. Okay. <laughs> it was like being pulled by two sled dogs. Wow. Okay. Or, so, you know... I mean, so, a lot of training already. Right. So, and these goats, at the end of summer, the 4-H children show them at the county fair. And so one of the priorities is that teaching they don't, leading. Right. So they sled dogged me into the barn and we went to put them in the stall. And the sister left and I'm left with two goats going... So she now tells what? you this is what they eat right good luck right this is what they and and it turns out what do they eat that they're very picky eaters actually they like pretzel and peanuts they like pretzels and peanuts but what else you're not to feed them a lot of grain because they get uh can get uh kidney stones they eat hay like our horses hay yes yeah yep okay 
and they'll eat, uh, you know, they'll, they'll go out and browse. There's certain plants that they like, certain plants they don't like, but it turns out their exposure to what we would use for clicker treats, like carrots don't mean anything to them, the apples didn't mean anything to them. No vegetables at all? No. Well, these goats hadn't been exposed to that. So, so what treats did you use? Well, I didn't have pretzels and I didn't have peanuts. Mm. Well, silly me. Um, <laughs> I tried the, I tried hay. They weren't going to take hay. So they were afraid. The first evening that they were there, they were, they stayed as far from me in their stall as they could. Okay. So even though they'd had all of this handling. You were a new person in a I new environment. I was a new person, new environment. And I think a lot of their handling had been hold on to handling. You know, mm -hmm. let me let once I've got you, I've got you. And if yeah. you squirm, I'm not gonna let go. And so they they've they've acquiesced to a lot of handling. Mm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they like it. No. But you could use retreat as a reinforcement. Yes. You're, you you get away. Right. So you what could... I what I did was I got a chair and I sat in the chair and just watched them because I needed to learn about goats. Mm. So I spent the time learning about them and learning a little bit about their behavior. And it reminded me a lot of the story, and I've forgotten which horse it was, but you told me about the horse that uh, was really difficult to catch mm. here. Who was, who was it that? It was Skippin'. Uh, for a long time, I was the only person who could go and get him in the paddock because I never, ever tricked him. He knew he could trust me. I would go in the paddock. Um, in the beginning, he wouldn't take treats. So the only thing I would do is when he would look at me, I would just step back and reinforce by putting more distance, which is what he wanted at first. But as we went, as, as time went by, he would start taking treats and uh, he really trusted me, but I spent a lot of time. I remember once, one winter, I spent the whole winter just putting a halter on him in the, wow. when he was inside. Wow. A whole season, a whole just season. playing with putting or him putting his nose into the halter. That's all we did because he was, this horse was so ear shy and putting the halter now for him is a game he loves to play. But wow. I invested a lot of time and I loved it actually. That was all I would do. I would go in his box and I would take a lot of time and just, in the beginning it was just the noise, the, the nose in the, um, in the, the, the round of, what do you call this? The, the nose band of the halter. The nose band. Yes. Yeah. And not even um, putting the... Um, the head stall up over the yeah, ears. Yeah, the head. Yes. I wouldn't even do that. I would just put my hand then on the side of him just yeah. so he got used to the hand. And so a whole season of just that. So I wasn't sitting in a chair, but I mean, I spent a lot of time doing small things. Really building that relationship. Absolutely. And same in the paddock, I would spend a lot of time out there just being there, hanging out. Yes. And that's what I was doing with the goats is just hanging out with them. And that's such an important part of the relationship. So, you know, even today with Skippin, you have a special I do. relationship with I him. I do. Yeah. And... It's money in the bank. 
because you know I've seen people with this horse where they would try to trick him trick him with food it would work two or three times but then of course I mean, so what do you mean trick him with food well they you know people would have him go into his uh, shelter uh, attract him with the food and once he was in the shelter they would corner him ah uh, and so yeah. they, and so food became poisoned you know right. food became a trap um, and which is why in the beginning I didn't use food with him because food was not something that he would he, he felt he didn't trust food anymore right right I saw people also with this horse using wires to to corner him and so all these things I mean they may seem like you're gaining time short term right. but long term it's the opposite right um, and so if you have the patience in the beginning to invest a little bit of time I mean it's money in the bank and it's Everything goes so quickly after that because after that winter with Skippin of putting the altar on, that was it. I mean, since then, he's been easy to alter, to catch. He's been right. coming in and out super and you easily. Basically, you can do any you can do anything you want with him because he trusts you. Yeah. So if you need... And I've never broken that trust. Right. So right. giving the animal the choice, the control, we all know that in the pyramid of reinforcement, giving an animal control over his environment is the... And it's true for us, too. Absolutely. So I think that, for me, clicker training, that giving animal control over their environment is such an important piece to understand. That's right. That's right. And, and to, to not be in a hurry over that. You've often commented, because you've got these really skilled trainers here on the farm, and at times you, you, you've commented, I, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm uh, I know, right, right. I know, you know, and and yet by just being patient and persistent, you were able to make a huge breakthrough with this horse. Yeah, and I think changes life. Changes life. That's right. And I think that's a piece that we really need to celebrate in the training. And that oftentimes we feel, oh, you know, I'm, I don't have the skills, I don't have the knowledge, I don't have the expertise. I have all of these reasons why I feel not capable in the horse world because there are all of these uh, people who can, you know, basically have seats like Velcro and can ride anything. And yet just by being patient and persistent, and quietly kind, you can make such a huge, huge, dramatic change in the horse. And the, that the good training, all the clicker training, is built on that foundation of relationship. Yeah. Relationship, it's such an important piece. Yeah. You wouldn't think that, you know, training is training, right? Whether you have relationship with an animal or not, but... No, relationship is, is a, I mean, there are things you can ask an animal when you have a relationship that you couldn't ask if you didn't have that relationship. Right. Because relationship is history of reinforcement. Yes, that's absolutely. What really, so, I mean, it makes a difference. That's right. Yeah. And with these goats, I had two weeks to build right. a relationship. Yeah. And I was starting with animals that wanted nothing to do with me. Mm. So it was, okay, am I going to spend two weeks Sitting, sitting in a chair, chair and and how far am I going to get in two weeks and but if if that's what they needed that's what I would do is mm. I would have just sat brought a chair out and sat in a chair and looked at these they were they were charming they were beautiful they were 
interesting, engaging animals. I was quite entertained by sitting and watching them, but thankfully they loved pretzels and, and, and peanuts. And so you got those? We The following morning, uh, someone brought me some pretzels and peanuts, and the the games began, as it were. Peanuts are healthier than pretzels. They are. They are. <laughs> she also brought me some children's breakfast cereal, corn, because apparently they like corn as well. With and the sugar? goats And the goats sort of sniffed that and rejected it. Oh, and I peanuts, said, please. And I said, oh, good, <laughs> because I really didn't want to be feeding them. Sugar. The sugar, yeah. yes, yes. But yeah, so that really, that opened things up. And my goodness, the lessons about horse training that the goats teach and the lessons about dog training that the goats teach are really profound. And I've been writing up training journals on the experience that I had with these goats. And it's amazing what just after two weeks with these animals, I feel as though I've got a book's worth of material from what they taught me. So what did you learn? Well, let me get a drink of water because I'm losing my voice. Okay. And then we'll start up again. Good. After a short break, we resumed our conversation, which went on, as our conversations often do, for quite a while longer. Rather than try to jam it all into one podcast, we've broken it into four episodes. Episode number two is called The Companions of Our Hearts. We begin by talking about not our relationship with our horses, but the relationships our horses have with one another and how important that is for them. The overall theme is emotional well-being and balance. We talk about smart learners, enthusiasm, and the need to develop calm, settled behaviors to create emotional balance. I hope you'll join us for that podcast. To make sure you don't miss a single episode, visit the equosity.com website and subscribe to the members section. When you do, you'll automatically receive an email announcement of our next podcast and you'll get a special bonus, access to our members library. Yes, and the first thing you'll find waiting for you on the library shelf is a thank you for listening to our first podcast. We've chosen an article we think you'll enjoy that relates very much to what we've been talking about in this first podcast. Dominique, I think this is one of your favorite articles from my blog. It's called Summer Surprises, Watermelon Parties and the Two Sides of Freedom. Yes, it's a great article. It talks about horses living in a world of yes. I just love that phrase. It feels so good. The article also discusses letting our horses know that their voice will be heard and that they can have a say in what matters to them. It's a very profound philosophy, one that is at the very core of what we do. A real revolution, really. When you subscribe to the podcast, you can read the article online. Plus, we've also prepared a special audio recording of the article so you can listen to it just as you would a podcast. We hope you enjoy the audio article and we look forward to sharing our next podcast with you. Goodbye. Goodbye.